This is an emergency broadcast of the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. This is not a drill. Remove any children and pets from your home and go to your nearest shelter. Remember to at all times listen to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstances, trust what you see. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to the Uncovering Anomalies. Uh, Uncovering Anomalies. Well, you want to try it? Uh, Dude, that was so funny. That that should be our, our intro music. Welcome to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. This is episode 21. That is Adam. I am Topher, and we are so happy uh, you all are joining us today or this week, whenever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, That was an amazing intro. Uh, You want to give some context to it? Um, Not really. It's just it's just in every time in movies where they show the Middle East someplace, uh, it always does the same thing. And it's this. <laughs> in the air, you can see like the heat coming off the sand, and there's some woman, yeah, you know, yeah. with her face covered, staring straight into the camera. Maybe a picture of a camel eating something. Stereotypes, uh, man. Stereotypes, they work. Yeah. You know, or gen- and, and, like, I think humans, what did I read last time? That AI can't do this, that they can't generalize like we can. Like, humans have this ability to just. You know, sometimes it can be seen as racist or massages or whatever, but we have this ability to just completely generalize, generalize about things, not just about people and culture, but just about our reality. You know, it helps us understand the world better. And that it was some AI um, article I read about that, that they're unable to do that, but that we are. Well, they say we're higher beings and uh, doesn't sound like we are compared to animals then. <laughs> well before before we get digging into all the crazy stuff that, stuff that we're going to talk about today wanted to yeah. give a big shout out to super fan, super fan Catherine for leaving us our first yeah. episode she said great recap amazing research and breadth of knowledge very likable host and then in very uh, small very small um font it says i like Topher a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i'll take it i'll take the l right there <laughs> no uh, that's cool that. man that's great to have feedback it really is uh we appreciate everyone listening and any feedback you guys would continue to give us uh would be so much appreciated absolutely and we will listen to it we do read everything we get in um so yeah get those coming in i do want to apologize for last week i completely forgot the name of linda molten Howe, which is you know completely retarded on my part um and it she happens is, man it happens it's i mean she's huge you know what i mean i can't i couldn't believe it so i did put in the show notes last week but i just wanted to say i just wanted to apologize so i mean she is award an emmy award winning uh documentarian and journalist and she, you know, her her documentary uh in the 1980s a strange harvest did win an award and this was about cattle mutilations in the 1970s. And I think this came out in the 1980s or something. Um, well, so and again, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're human. I forgot George Floyd's name like two or three weeks ago. I mean, that's right. that's terrible. It just it happens. You get on a microphone, all of a sudden, you kind of you're so yeah. focused on the subject at hand, you kind of push everything out. Right. And I, I'm naturally like that anyway. I mean, I like even taking tests. I'm a terrible terrible test taker because of that. Um, so I always did really well in school if, if it wasn't only about the exams, if it's about participation and essays and research papers and quizzes, you know, I end up 
getting an A. If it's only about exams, like midterm exams or final exams, I was terrible because I would just not, I guess, I guess it is panicking or freaking out because I'll just blank once the test starts. And then, you know, it's like, well, what the hell's going on here? I'll yeah. read the question over and over and over. So I guess that's kind of a, uh, uh, uh same it? thing it's it's a little bit of stage fright i think Even, stage you know. fright yeah, yeah yeah but you know at least uh, yeah i guess yeah with stage fright you can get better with practice right you can just do yeah. it over and over and over and over and it goes away i guess same thing with with tests then you just have to do it over and over maybe i yeah. didn't have, have enough practice and even though, you know, we're not new to podcasting, um, we are new to this kind of format of doing research and having to come up with topics on the fly and keep up a discussion. So right. it is a little bit different this, this go round. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, for giving me an excuse. Uh, <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm good at, it's coming up with excuses. Uh, you know, people in high school used to always ask me, like, what should I tell my parents? I guess I, I was the same thing. I was a good I was a, I always gave good good excuses. There you go. So we did share a lot of links this week. We're going to go through them. There's a lot of them, so uh, we have a lot of content to go through. It's going to be a nice mixture of politics, what's going on, and, of course, UFOs. So this one came out on Zero Hedge. America's empire is bankrupt. The dollar is finally being dethroned. This affects all of us, you know, um, especially and even, you know, UFO and UAP research because, you know, where these contractors get the money from to make these black budget projects and these craft, you know, it's from U.S. government and our system. So it sucks to be seeing this and being in the middle of all this. Yeah, I mean, um, and it it always comes down back onto the general public. Yeah, our, we, our, our dollar won't go as far. We won't be able to perform uh, overseas. Uh, companies won't be able to for, perform well overseas, you know, stuff like that. It, you know, it all comes down to hurting the middle class. Yeah, and, you know, like this author says, there's nothing new about this sort of arrangement. I mean, it happened in the British Empire. It happened in the Spanish Empire, uh, Roman Empire. It just it just happens all the time. It's nothing new, you know. We just, uh, they all get too much in debt. They get too overstretched. And then it collapses from within. So we are seeing the same thing happening here to our, I mean, it didn't ha have to happen this fast. Um, and we, And from what I've read before, is that we still have probably a decade or two before it's completely finished. But I don't know. It's happening quick, man. You know? Well, yeah, and, you know, and it's all pushing towards that, um, you know, a central currency, digital currency. I mean, that's the I feel like yeah. that's the end, the end goal, end game for, you know, these big banks and the elite. You know, it's just another way to control us. And weakening the dollar um, is a is a huge step towards that. Yeah, and exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, the. The CBDCs is probably not probably we know that's where they want this to go. This is it's not like these people who are in power are just going to give it up. Right. They, they got us here. They want a way out. They want to stay in power and stay wealthy. And the new boogeyman is uh, climate change and whatever they want, actually, because CBDCs um, or the money that we will earn will come from the Fed. And that's why, you know, I think they're allowing these small banks to be destroyed now. With the bigger banks like JP Morgan, what are they like five or six big, big banks? Yeah, right. They'll probably destroy them too. And the only one left will be the Federal Reserve. And they're like, oh, well, we have CBDCs and this is the new deal. And if you want this money and you want to be part of the system, then these are the new rules. And this money will come with, you know, it'll expire. 
if your social credit score is not good, you won't be able to use it to like drive as far mm -hmm. as you want, or or maybe climate credit, right? It won't let yep. you like drive to San Francisco because that's too much carbon that you're using, so your money won't be as worth as it was, or uh, you know, just stuff like that. It'll come with with these things uh, with control mechanisms. Money yes. will come with control mechanisms. That's and, yeah. That's I mean, that's exactly that's exactly what they want. I mean, they're they're sick. These people in charge. I mean, they won't rest until they have control every, over every facet of our lives. Yeah, exactly. It's really sick. it's really really depressing and terrifying. You know, but and I, I see, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't know what the solution is really. You know. Yeah. I mean, what yeah, are we I supposed mean, to? How are we supposed to fight this? I mean, like look look at Florida. You know, I have issues now with DeSantis, but he's still the only one who does stuff like this. You know, he he put a law in Florida that if CBDCs are pushed by the federal government, it's now illegal in Florida, so they won't be able to to use those. Um, the, the so problem that's is, what it takes. It's for states to fight back. But you know, well, the, yeah. well yeah, that's absolutely correct. The problem is that the federal government will always, in this day and age, will will override the the state rights if that's how they see fit. Yeah, and unfortunately, we do have a history with that. You know, looking back at the at the Civil War, you know, researching it, um, it's not what is what it was, what we were told it is. You know, and it's basically this kind of thing where the, where the federal government's like, uh, 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 you guys can't secede. We're gonna hold. We're gonna hold together the Union that was supposed to be voluntary, right? But it was forced together in the Civil War. So yeah, don't don't put it past the federal government. Say, oh, too bad. You have yeah. to do this, whether you like it or not. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah um of which we didn't we never really i mean we don't have to i'm sure the whole country knows uh, especially our, our audience um is uh tucker you know tucker left well not left was fired from fox news um same diff yeah yeah exactly and there's many reasons you know for it the guy was completely anti-establishment um he brought up stuff on his show that you know no one else would even touch in the mainstream i was even shocked like why why are they letting this guy how how are they letting him still on fox news you know but because it's tucker and he he's he talked about everything um jfk assassination um uh, january 6th the ukraine war covid covid yeah exactly anything you can think of the the guy the guy spoke of but you know what we're interested in is his, is his ufo takes and he had a great one on this podcast. I won't play the whole thing because it's pretty long, but let's take a listen here. And I think it's just piles on to watching him just become uh, awake, like, you know, awakened to this, to what he was a part of. And yeah. That's what he brings up, you know, in general. But let's listen to his UFO uh, opinions here and what he thinks, you know, at, at his level, what he's seen and listened to. And it was only in the past five years when all this evidence would emerge. And I'd be like, well, that doesn't, that's not true. It doesn't seem true to me. Like, I don't know what the truth is, but I can tell when someone's lying. It's my one gift. And I would see these people lying. And I'd be like, why are they lying? Like, I know they're lying, but why? And so I really came to this, like, at the age of 50. Like, that's very late. It's like, I never for a second thought you have UFOs. What changed your attitude at 50? The evidence. Which is what? Well, we, we, well, oh my gosh. Uh, the Pentagon was required by the last defense authorization bill to, like, produce some of their files on UFOs. And it turns out they have known about this since the end of the Second World War, which ended in 1945. Been a huge increase during that war, during the war as well. Huge increase in UFO sightings, in UFO crashes. And it turns out the federal government has been tracking this for 80 years and lying about it. So why? Well, that's a great question. I can't answer it. 
theories, but I don't know. But here's what I learned. The first question is, is this real? Or am I just being a crazy person who's spending too much time on the internet? Well, this summer, we got a call. We didn't reach out. This person called us. Lexi, who's standing right there, who's a genius, one of our producers, gets his call from this guy who's a tenured Stanford Medical School professor. And he wants to come on the show. Now, this guy has a couple patents, and so he's rich. And he's got tenure at one of the most prestigious schools in the world. So, like, he's not a flake. He comes on and he's like, 11 years ago, the U.S. government reached out to me because I'm an expert on head injuries, on brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries. As a physician, they had all these court cases from families of U.S. servicemen, over 100, who'd been killed by UFOs. The Department of Defense was refusing to give them death benefits or medical benefits. And he's like, so they're in the courts. And I was like, there are over 100 servicemen killed by UFOs? Like, what? He's like, yeah. And there are court cases about it. I'm like, why isn't this on the front page of the New York Times? I don't know. But he goes, I'm involved in it. I'm the, you know, I'm one of the researchers. I'm the expert witness in these cases. Holy shit. What does that mean? And he's like, for example, UFOs appear to be attracted for whatever reason to nuclear energy. So at nuclear missile bases in the upper Midwest, for example, nuclear powered aircraft carriers, nuclear powered submarines are all getting buzzed by these objects, including underwater. And in a number of cases, these things have landed on military bases, including famously in Germany, in West Germany in the 70s, and servicemen have approached them. Like, what is this thing? There's this like giant glowing thing on the base. And they approach and they get traumatic brain injury. Like they are rendered, like, yeah, yeah. they get brain damage or they're killed. And he studied their brains. And they have, this is all totally real. This is not, this is the Department of Defense, dude. And they've all had this damage from some kind of powerful energy that we cannot identify. So then this guy's like, wow, he's just a scientist. He never believed in UFOs. He's like, this is real. I cannot believe this is real. This is like crazy. She was just doing research on it. He's still at Stanford. And it turns out that actually, yes, these things have been shot down and crashed and the US government has the wreckage and it's being held by defense contractors, Raytheon which are big independent companies, but they work for the US government. They're really part of the Department of Defense, but they're separate. So you can't, the sunshine laws don't apply to them. You can't actually get information from them. It's a very tricky way to hide information. And they have the wreckage from these crafts. Hmm. And I'm like, really? Are we positive these aren't like advanced Russian or Chinese? No, of course not. Is it more like the government or whatever is just this good at hiding it or people just don't? Wow, man. <laughs> so we, we, we talked uh, a little bit last week about uh, who's that private contractor that works with the government? Uh, Patel. Patel. I mean, it's the same thing. So the government um, contracts these these private companies um, and works closely with them, so they can't be FOIA'd. We can't get any information from them. Exactly. It's a really clever way, really really clever way to hide uh, state secrets. Really scumbaggy way too. But here we are. Yeah, and you know, it's weird that the National Security Act was uh, just a few couple or, or a few months after Roswell. You know, um, that's no accident right there. And yes, we've tried like the Freedom of Information Act. That's helped get things out. But still, there are so many reasons for it, for them never to ever give up. And that's just government. So you're right. Corporations is no law that we have in this country just because the way they're, we're set up. And, that's, you know, that's part of the freedom of it. There's no law that will get you that will get the government to force a company to release information like this because it's proprietary and, you know, the whole. It's, it's like taking advantage of capitalism, basically. Well, it's, it's you know, this is what people are talking about when they say it's crony crony capitalism. Because it's, it's not capitalism at all. It's the government working extremely closely, basically essentially being partners, you know, with these companies. 
that's right. that, when government and, and business get involved, that's when capitalism stops. That's not capitalism anymore. Yeah. Crony capitalism. Some people will say fascism, right? Because that's what it is when the, when, yep. the, when, the, when corporations are, uh, are embedded. Right. Yeah, or, or yeah. crony capitalism. That's another way of saying it. But fascism, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've spoken with some people who are... Um, who say that fascism is something else? I, you know, I've had arguments which I still don't understand. Well, it's just like you know, racism and sexism. You know, Nazism. You just throw those words out. It can mean it. Just it just whatever fascism right now just means whatever I don't like. That's fascism. Right now, there was another um, balloon that we're that we're tracking. I think you sent me that one. Yeah. Um, but it turned out, I, I think we, they called it off. So there's, it's still a mystery. They're not saying what it is. Um, but I bet you it's some private. Well, the, the question is, you know, are we on high alert? Um, are, so the, the question for me is, are these balloons, have they been flying into the U S all this time? And we're just now picking up on them. Is the public just hearing about them or is the, the whole balloon phenomena a new thing? You know, if you remember when this first started, I forget which official said this. It might have been Kirby or uh, the Pentagon guy, but he did mention something that they they have retuned their their sensors from space, so they might be seeing these things that they didn't before. Um, so yeah, the U.S. military has been tracking it since late uh, late last week, and has determined that it poses no threat to aerial traffic or national security and is not communicating signals. One official said, "So it's just a balloon. Uh, it is not clear." If it's a weather balloon or something else, the official said, adding that the U.S. could still shoot it down if it nears land. The object, which does not appear to have maneuverability, is moving slowly toward Mexico, the official said. Well, you know, I just, who's releasing all these giant balloons? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. We have It's such a large planet with such a huge population with so many companies and, and countries and you know, not everyone tells the FAA, hey, we're going to launch something to, uh, you know, I mean, they should have the freedom if they are, if it's really science and scientific and they want to understand our, our environment, right? What's going on? And it's a test. Not everyone should tell the FAA, hey, I, mean, I guess if it's flying over the US and you are a scientist, you should know it's going to eventually go there. Maybe, yeah, maybe you well, should. Tell and, the FAA. you know, the, the last thing you want to do is knock a plane out of the sky on accident because you didn't tell anyone there was, I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I've never yeah. I've never flown a plane in my life, so I couldn't tell you how hard it would, or easy it would be to avoid a giant balloon in the sky or if it would truly do any damage to an airplane. But here we are. Yeah, but it is strange. Um, and, you know, th of course, they're saying that it's China or it might be China. That's always our, our issue. I mean, this that last one was China and it was a big deal, but they had instruments on there. They were communicating things. They were going over U.S. bases, too. You know, it's not like they're innocent, these people, but. They, they try to portray that. Um, speaking of China, China plans to begin building lunar base as early as this decade. I love, I actually, you know what? I'll share my thoughts on it. Go ahead and spill the beans. Yeah, so, so China has announced bold plans for a manned lunar base tucked away in a permanently shadowed area on the moon, which local media says will begin construction as soon as this decade. In recent years, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, the Chinese government has stated that a manned lunar base will be built in a permanently shadowed area of the southern polar region of the moon, an area that never receives sunlight. So it's the dark side of the moon. This makes sense considering it's here that one would have the best shot at finding water ice that one only keeps astronauts hydrated. I mean, it's also 
an area where people have seen bases on the moon, apparently, right? From from NASA footage and all the all that folklore we have out there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know, China's going there to build a base. So yeah, let me know your thoughts. Well, um, just from a scientific standpoint, I really hope um this ignites a new space race. Yeah. I because I would love I want to see the US uh more interested in in um traveling back to the moon. I know there's plans to go to Mars. I, I hope NASA, you know, as much as I don't think they're the most honorable um, group of people, I hope they get more funding and, and use it properly and don't pay themselves out. Because I want to see, um, you know, a U.S. base on the moon. I want to see, you know, U.S. Uh, well, I want to see an Earth colonization of Mars. You know, I want to see this this leap forward into um, what used to be science fiction. You know, I want to see that. And and so if, if it if it starts with China creating a base on the moon, I'm all for it. It, that's you know, uh, that's too much freedom there, Topher. Too much freedom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, you we, know, we, we need to dethrone these psychopaths. That's the only way for humans is to get out there. Hopefully, the Chinese discover oil on the moon. Um, the U.S. will be there within a year if that's the case. So this tweet from China, uh, uh, their space agency, uh, says uh, Chang E's eight lunar probe will verify technologies, including lunar surface telecommunication center and lunar factory construction. The lander might be equipped with some robots, small detectors, similar to household sweeping robots to form a network. So they want robots to build. So they, yeah, they want robots. This is an animation here. They want robots to, um, to build out this station, not really humans. Maybe we'll just manage them. Crazy man, love it. You know, it's good on China doing this. Of yeah, trying to build, trying to do to, to go out there and something we should have done in the sixties, and yes. we probably have done in in secret. You know, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I I hope that's the case. I doubt it, just because I feel like uh, politicians and and everyone, all of the, the the people, the powers that be are more interested in, in controlling the humans here rather than expanding outward. You know what I mean? They want to, they want to lock, they want to lock down the earth more than anything. It feels like. Right. But I'm sure like the ultra rich central bankers and the, the breakaway civilization and those guys, they've taken they've this technology gone. and gone. And you know what I mean? It's just for them. That's the problem is that we're, we're just domesticated animals. Uh, yeah, to them. They're ready to bail as soon as things go down, leave the rest it, of us to rot. Yeah, but you know uh, the cool. Th- I don't know if you've read "Who Built the Moon." It's one of my favorite books, uh, many people's favorite books. It's just just the way it's written um, and how they scientifically looked at its its place where where it is and how large it is and how it doesn't rotate. Right. That, so I actually yeah. I've, I've been watching uh, YouTube videos uh, on on the moon and how um, unorthodox everything about it is. Yeah, it, its size, its orbit. Yeah. Um, you know, they crashed stuff into it and it rings as if it's hollow and yeah, they, yeah. they can't explain stuff. They keep, um, they've seen blue glows on in craters on the moon. They've seen hints of atmosphere during certain times of the year. It's bizarre. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens up there that, uh, truthfully, we haven't been able to explain. Exactly. And, and, and it's position where it's just, what is it? One nine hundredth the size of the sun and it's one nine hundredth the, the, the the distance from the earth to the sun. So that's why we have perfect um, uh, lunar eclipses and eclipses. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So all that stuff, all they put together, like, okay, this is not a coincidence anymore. Something's, someone built the moon and they give three different scenarios of who did it. 
And if uh, you look at if you look at some of the other moons um, in our solar system, they're like potato shaped and stuff like that. They're they're rarely, right. you know, perfect spheres like our moon is. Yeah, and uh, and they're usually much smaller, right, comparative in size to the planets uh, that that they that they uh, orbit around. Yeah. Um, and and they most they usually all rotate, you know, which mm-hmm. the moon doesn't, or at least it's locked with us. Right. We only see one side of it. Yeah, and I did send you a. I don't know if you read. There's a lot. He's this, this research has done a lot of. Um, his name is Douglas Jones. He's done mm-hmm. a lot of research on this, and you know we talked about the Trinity, the Trinity UFO mm-hmm. case with Jack Jack Valley's involved, right? I think that's what mm-hmm. gave it credence, right? That's what gave right. it. Uh, uh, I've read the book. Uh, it's a good book. He's a great writer. He's been out talking about this. They even included it here. Did aliens land on Earth in 1945? A defense bill seeks answers. So the Department of Defense put it in the NDAA uh, or the Congress. Congress is requiring the the Department of Defense to review a UFO crash in 1945 um, near the Trinity site where we first explored the first nuclear weapon. Anyway, this guy, and I've read a lot of these uh, articles that he has, um, so we will link it for our listeners to go in and read. But, yeah, it is looking like a hoax, unfortunately. The the people that brought this forward are very inconsistent many times with the story. They've been on many podcasts, been interviewed many times, um, and just strange things, not stupid, not stupid details, like big details, you know? The problem is this and Roswell, and the reason why it's so easy for the government to say, no, this was this or this was that, and why people can disregard it so easily is because, A, these things took place, I mean, what are we, years. Like 80 years ago, yeah. so you're not yeah. going to find anyone a lot who is alive and adult with a clear mind. You're, you're Anyone who's trying to research it now, you're interviewing somebody who talked to somebody, who heard it from somebody, who interviewed it from somebody. You know what I mean? So it's a game of telephone. And that also, um, two or B, I mean, yeah, it's all every, all the way, it's, it's just witness testimony. That's all it is. And people yeah. are, are well known to be unreliable witnesses to, to anything, even yeah. in court. Even in yeah. court, they say eyewitness testimony is not all that accurate. It's not because our brains will just fill in the gap. Like even me, I won't exact. I can remember someone's face, right? Mm-hmm. But I won't exactly remember what they wore or the color that they wore. If you ask right. me later on, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it was black or blue or something yeah. like that. But and, I can, yeah. and you make, you know, as a, just as a human being, we make assumptions, yeah, and and that and that clouds our our you know our memories and stuff. And we have narratives, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we need to fit some narrative. But apparently this has some guy behind it. The cop that they mentioned was not even a cop at the time. He wasn't a cop till years later. You know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is it is people talking about a story. So it sucks reading this. And well, it, it mostly sucks because it's valet, right? Like, yeah. didn't the guy, he, he got in here and pushed this for a reason. Maybe, okay, let's, let's, let me step back here now, now that we're, we're having this discussion. Maybe Valet did see documents about this, and that's why he's like, "Oh, there it is. Let me push this now," because the guy was is is and was privy to so much uh, classified information and top secret information. So maybe that's what's going on here, where he saw evidence of this anyway in in the files, and or he could have been given he could have been given given fake evidence. 
or fake evidence. Yeah, even that. He, our, he's not, not going to know that. Our government yeah. has has done as it does a lot. Right. They see, and that's how they know who's leaking something. I mean, that's why they do it. They put something fake in there. So if someone on the project leaks it, they're like, okay, it was that guy who leaked it because they'll show everyone right. something different. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but still, we we live in a fascinating world and a fascinating natural world. Did you see the study I sent you about the the mushrooms? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I've I've read similar studies like that. Um, it's really interesting stuff. You want to sum it up? Yeah, I wanna I want to. I mean, I've heard stuff like that, but this is the first time where it's an actual study because even in, in the movie Avatar. Um, they have they speak about something like this, not not about mushrooms, but that there's there's a communication network um, between the trees, and we have something similar here on Earth. That I guess we've known this, but it is um, here. I'm trying to pull it up, but this has to do with our, with mushrooms. Basically, it's just it's it, the test. If I'm remembering the thing properly, remembering the study properly, right. they had this group of mushrooms, and they would test one. Um, they would like doing was an electric shock on one of them, and um, you know, they were seeing that the other mushrooms were reacting to that one being shocked, especially raining. Yeah, so the scientists have been studying the possibility of electrical signal transfer between mushrooms and across trees via the mycelial networks. They call it. It is it is thought that fungi generate electrical signals in response to external stimuli and use these signals to communicate with each other coordinating growth and other behavior. It has been hypothesized that these signals can be used to help transfer nutrients to plants and trees. So the f now this goes into details with this, but basically if a tree notices through this network that there's a child or a sibling or something far away, right, from its seeds, far away, it will prioritize giving nutrients to that smaller tree from underground, telling the mushroom network or this communication network about this. Um, fascinating, man. And it's really cool stuff. Yes. And, uh, there's another thing. I don't know. It just came up now. Uh, cause you know, we read a lot and then, you know, we, while we discuss things, these, these issues, like I can connect dots. There's this one writer that theorized, or I think it's a movement or something that mushrooms, that the Christian religion was created or, and other, and other religions were created with humans taking mushrooms and um now i'm trying to remember that it rains the rains from god these people used to feel this that the rain came from god the mushrooms would come up they'll eat these mushrooms they would trip but then they would have these religious experience with god and his angels and they would write these things down um i'll, I'll try and remember after the show what, what this guy was talking about uh, and there's others who said this too that humans evolved through psychedelics and mushrooms yeah yeah, I have, I've read that. I've heard that as well. Um, there's actually a really good um, science book, uh, fiction, science fiction book series called. Um, oh my god, I, I'm blanking on it. I'll remember after the show, of course. Okay. But, but basically, <laughs> it's you know humans uh, start to colonize another planet, but it's telling the story not only from the the colonizers but also from the plants because they all communicate with each other. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool story. Oh, nice. But yeah, so uh, yeah, and and even Avatar, right? Basically yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um, so I love that. I love the natural world being so mysterious like that and so esoteric in a way because, yeah, we're, we're, we are, there are electrical signal, signals that we're measuring, but it's probably way beyond that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, d definitely. I, I think I think it's more of, you know, an energy thing. 
you know, not to get too woo woo about it, but <laughs> just like yeah. a, yeah. you know, collective unconscious kind of energy, you know, communication network that we can't understand as humans. Like that's, trying to teach, it. like trying to teach a cat calculus. You know, the the cat's not going to get it, but you're still communicating. Right. Does that make uh, any sense? I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Of course. It, the reason why look, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. It 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 does. It makes sense to us spiritually. If that makes sense to you, the thing is, science can't prove that, or the science right. that we have, now, or and maybe that's why we have these rules in science. Uh, anyway, well, you know, talk about rules are meant to be broken. Yeah. Now this is a strange encounter from. Uh, oh from yeah, Nick, this is great. From Nick Redfern also, which uh, you finished his, his his book. I haven't finished it yet. Um, but this is from 1987 that he wrote. So it's 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 an incident in in Vietnam. Yeah, this is a weird one too. So as the unit reached the clearing, they were shocked to see sitting on the jungle floor directly in front of them a highly reflective circular shaped machine with a diameter of around 50 feet and tripod landing gear indeed so brilliant brilliantly re uh, reflective was the craft it practically acted as a mirror curiously a deep hum emanated from the futuristic device which provoked feelings of disorientation and nausea in some of the team but that was not at all all around the vehicle were a number of humanoid figures that could only be described as extraterrestrial. Their heads were large and hairless, and their wraparound eyes were utterly black. It was not so much the appearance of the creatures that numbed the team to its core, though. Rather, it was what the aliens were doing, namely systematically loading a number of human body parts and naked human corpses into large metallic bins and sealing them tight. The bodies said Stringfield's informants were a mixture of, work, of what were considered to be Vietnamese and white and black American troops. To its credit, the U.S. team kept its composure, quietly positioned itself among the surrounding foliage for cover, and wasted no time in opening fire on the bug-eyed body snatchers. For the most part, this proved to be utterly futile, as the creatures appeared to be protected by suits that were nearly completely armor-plated. Nevertheless, one was said to have been killed by friendly fire and three by headshots. One of the troops reportedly lost his life while several of the men were significantly burned by a ray type of weapon that was fired from within the UFO. With one death and several se severe injuries, the team quickly backed away, at which point the aliens, seeing their chance, did likewise and ran for their craft. An opening appeared in its side and the crew scrambled aboard while hauling the bins inside too. The doorway suddenly closed, and the UFO took to the skies, accelerating at an incredibly incredible speed after it had cleared the lush jungle canopy. In seconds, it was out of sight. So, that was a weird one. So, if you're going to collect human body parts, I would say Vietnam is a really good place to do that. Yeah. So, good thinking, Mr. Alien, sir. Also, <laughs> um, they were saying that this was possibly um, what Predator was based on. Um, cause they yeah. had, they had, a, I think it's called active camouflage, basically, you know, turns them slightly kind of invisible. Um, but what's interesting and what this reminded me of going back to Skinwalker ranch is several people have had, um, encounters with creature on the ranch where it has that same kind of active camouflage, you know, and all of this happened before predator movie, the predator movie came out. So it's interesting, interesting to see that this, um, type of technology was in the, you know, the, 
the well, I'll call it the Metasphere. We knew about it um, uh-huh. before Predator came out. People were seeing it, is what I'm trying to say. Well, Hollywood does a really good job at that. I mean, they're really close to the military, you know, and and it yeah. seems the military does does leak things to Hollywood to get to us in a fictionalized form, you know. Um, but yeah, and and since that was known back then, we've had technologies that has tried to replicate that. Um, mm-hmm with cloaks right where we have these sensors that would emit what's behind like if you have a cloak to wear they, they have these things where it yeah. emits it emits what's behind the person so you can just easily it'll look weird but you could mesh it between the environment and that's released technology yeah it's pretty cool if you haven't seen it that actually is something that um, humans have created i don't know right. how viable it is quite yet or maybe for the general public i mean i'm assuming right. the military has something along those lines already even, um, even, yeah even with crafts right they'll have these yeah. sensors that, that will take something that's behind the craft and then emit that same image in front of the craft uh, yeah so it looks like the craft is not there it's it's doable technology which is really freaky very doable technology uh, speaking about the government and and weapons i just want to quickly i sent you this yep so there, there's a report that the u.s uh, bureaucracy uh, or deep state or bureaucratic state is now arming itself to the teeth more than what the U.S. Marines has. Uh, so there's an article out there that, and and he lists every single agency: the IRS, Department of Energy, Department of Homeland Security, and on and on and on. Even agencies such as Amtrak and NASA have their own SWAT teams, and. Uh, Social Security Administration secured 800,000 rounds of ammunition. IRS agents, AR-15, I guess they IRS agents. I mean, you know, <laughs> that makes sense if you're going after someone's property, you know. Right, right. Especially someone who's a criminal. But a lot of these don't make sense. And, you know, they're telling us that we don't need guns and that yeah. guns are bad. And here they are arming themselves to the teeth. Yeah, it is. It's the most. That's why I, I hate gun control advocates so much. It's because they're the same people that tell you how bad cops are, but they're the only people that also should have guns. And it's just like, <laughs> you idiots. How do you not? How do you not see you're being played so hard? Exactly, it is being played. Like someone like you know all these congressmen and and congresswomen who sit there and are so anti-gun and and, and they're they surrounded have- by they're surrounded yeah. by security with guns. <laughs> so ridiculous. And like Biden. He what well, he's the president of the United States. He has like a fleet, not just like security guards. We're talking about it because I I saw this stuff in, in Iraq of just you know like Brenner when he was involved, what they had going on. Imagine the president of the United States. You're talking about just probably swarms and layers of it ahead of him. Right. Well, and, and I'm I'm I'll never forget his his thing. You know, was a year or two ago where he was saying, "Well, I know every you know U.S. citizens have the right to carry carry guns, but you're not going to overthrow the government because we've got you know F 22s and stuff." It's like, so you're you're literally you're threatening us, like, (laughs) (laughs) get a gun, people, get a gun, because we don't want to be caught with your pants down when the government comes to your door knocking because you criticize the CCP. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's so it's crazy. Ridiculous. And that's why our founders, they knew our, our founders knew exactly how humans, because they, they looked at the past. They were smart. Yeah. They were students of the past and students of history. They knew how how humanity just goes through these stages. And they wanted to protect us as much as possible from tyranny, you know. And it, it hurts so hard to see just Americans on the left, I mean. Just willingly to, give, want to give up those freedoms. They, yeah. They don't understand they're the first of the slaughter. They really don't. 
No, they don't. And you know, all people are trying to do is just protect their homes. That's what they're yep. trying to do. Yep. Uh, he's an oldie but a goodie. You know, oh, I like right. when these when these come up. There was, and Richard Dolan uses this too as as proof of this document from from Canada. There was this guy named Wilbur Smith, a Canadian engineer, very well respected in Canada. Uh, it's in nineteen the nineteen fifties, right? He got uh, he got wind of this and and got and got interested. But he uh, he wrote a a memo. It's a Canadian memo that the U.S. government is studying UFOs and it is and is real and it is and it is extraterrestrial of origin a lot of it and that it is uh, classified higher than the hydrogen bomb. This is the nineteen fifties. He said two places higher than a hydrogen bomb. Imagine the hydrogen bomb was extremely secret. Um, and apparently he got this information from a guy named uh, Sabacher, Robert Starbacher. He was a U.S. a U.S. scientist and a, and a student of, of Einstein. Um, so in the 1980s, Dr. Sabacher confirmed several facts about UFOs and ET to researchers William Steinman and Stan Friedman. He said that he had been officially told about the crash of an extraterrestrial craft in the southwest in the early 1950s. This crash may have been Roswell UFO crash, or it may have happened at a different time. He confirmed to them, as well as to Wilbur Smith, and that, that's why these guys contacted him, because they, they, they got the Wilbur Smith memo, and they found out a Starbucker. So they contacted Starbucker that the issue was classified as more important than the development of the atom bomb. According to him, the debris was both incredibly light and highly durable. He understood that the aliens were lightweight and constructed somewhat like insects. He stated that a limited group of individuals, including Von Braun, Vanover Bush, Oppenheimer, and Eric Walker, were likely involved in the crash debris analysis. They were unsuccessful in their attempt to reverse engineer the technology. Um, yeah, I love hearing this stuff come out. And, you know, hopefully this stuff is never buried because it's just part of the story. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's it feels like it was so much more you know open and not so secret back then and i i hate that it got so buried and um ostracized i mean now it's slowly starting to come back but they did irreparable irreparable, irreparable damage to right. people who are trying to study um you know this phenomena yeah and officially now so they had vanover bush in there vanover bush was the head of the scientific department of the white house he was in universities he's he's very involved in this right he's nothing to do with the bush family by the way but um like even like the mj12 documents he's in there so he was called once by one of these ufo researchers back in the 90s i was trying to write a book and you know it's back in the day again it was, it was still freer right in the 90s before patriot act and all that mm -hmm. um and he would say he's like you know we don't have to tell you guys anything. You guys don't deserve to know or something like that. That was his attitude, like a very elitist attitude is that Shocker. we have no, yeah, that we have no, we have no uh, reason to tell humanity about this, you know, kind of thing. Uh, we don't owe you anything is, is, is what was said. So, I mean, that yeah. just, that's a little, that just goes to show what, you know, the government thinks of us, you know, that's, yeah. and that's how we're treated with everything nowadays. But it is unfortunate. And they, yeah. They've realized it too, in a way. And they've done down the dumb down most of the population. We were not this dumb, you know. Most most people were very intelligent and 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 you know re read a lot and were were innovators and didn't they create their own? Especially Americans, you know. A lot of us, you know, that spirit's still here, but it's dying. It's going away. I'm what well, stomped out of us? Stomped out of us. Yeah, exactly. 
the psyops is just yeah i don't know if you sent me this or i saw this this is crazy you, you, you sent me this this is really cool footage yeah so it's a cylindrical ufo yeah so on purpose yeah go ahead for those of you listening i highly recommend to go check out this footage in the show notes uh adam will post it um it's it's really cool it is a, a cigar shaped ufo and it shows how it's how it um maneuvers through the sky um it's pretty it's shockingly clear footage um yeah. it's really really cool it is do you have oh, to know oh i love seeing that do you have well, to know do you remember where this was taken was it poland no no i, I think don't. It, i think it uh, said in the here, i think it's so amazing footage of cylindrical, cylindrical ufo filmed by drone in hungary so 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 banka one of the few videos you can actually see how how these things move this was in uh, june 20 june 29 2020 and they have a zoom of it but it's going through the clouds and it's just you can tell it's symmetrical because it, it it reflects the sunlight yeah and it, 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 it's it, way it, it turns so um erratic pinpoint turn it's very cool going through the clouds like that you can see it i yeah. mean that's just phenomenal and there's a trajectory really oh. cool, really cool footage and those are the ones that i love seeing yeah you know, by accidents yeah, I mean, obviously, this person was just filming, like, the. I, I'm assuming the village in, in Hungary. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got, you can see the mountain and the clouds in the background. And somehow someone caught, you know, whatever this is um, flying through the clouds. It's very, very cool footage. But, yeah, it looks like a silver cigar, and it just kind of snakes and weaves its way through the clouds. It's very, very, very cool footage. <laughs> and, you know, we know for sure that the cigar ones are alien. You know, the saucer ones I can be either or. I don't think we've been able to do the cigar ones yet. Those those are always the strange ones. Um, at least that's my opinion. Yeah. There was also the cube-like structure. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've talked about the, uh, the diamond slash you know, cube shapes that have been seen a lot over Medellin. Um, this was seen from orbit, I believe. Yeah. I think from the ISS, um, but you, it, it's that same kind of shape, but it, it is, um, I can't tell if it's truly changing shape or it's just changing its angle to the camera. So it looks like it's changing shape. It's just, yeah, look at it. Yeah, no, I see it. It, it looks, it looks kind of like a dumbbell. Um, yeah, if you had yeah. square weights. Right, exactly. But depending on the angle you're looking at it, it would either look like a cube or <coughs> a diamond. So it is. It also is really cool footage. Yeah, you said it was from the ISS. Yeah, from the ISS. Yeah, and there it is. And it's reflecting. I mean, it could be junk, but what kind of junk is that? I mean, maybe, maybe it's containers or something. You know, I don't, I don't know. These guys don't really leave too much context when they. Someone's asking here. Anyone know what this is? You know, of course you have the. Well, the problem is it's all going to be speculation. Nobody can right. say exactly. exactly what that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I love seeing the ISS photos. I remember when I was first waking up to this um, um, to this subject, and I was always going back and forth. Um, yeah, I was always, always going back and forth. But then this this guy came out. He was a a satellite operator in Canada, and he had he had. A link that was not public, a NASA link, right? But it was through through satellites that they were communicating. And he was a satellite operator, but he recorded hundreds of hours of NASA footage that was not public. But then he released uh, DVDs on this, and a 
that that's what definitely convinced me that this is extraterrestrial because i was like oh okay it could be humans you know i was reading all these books and i was just going back and forth but to me what solidified it was this this footage this nasa footage that was not released that this guy got and i still have those i downloaded his entire youtube channel before it gets scrubbed you know mm-hmm. so um yeah just seeing that stuff was 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 crazy you sent me one uh that is you know could be a drone maybe not that was over a u.s city and i got in there to the chats because people were like oh it's a drone but you know drones have to have faa lights especially at those times yeah it doesn't and man i don't it's cool for i guess it could be a drone i'm just i guess i'm really sick of um everything in the sky as a drone because this footage really it doesn't make any the way it's um it's blinking i don't know I guess it could be a drone. It's just, you know, it's typical, your typical UFO shape. It wobbles like it's wobbling. Yeah. It wobbles like a UFO does. Right. Right. Um, You know, it's not, it's not a solid blink. It's intermittent blinking. Um, You know, it's, I don't know. It's cool footage. It's over a city. I can't remember. I want to say Chicago, but yeah, I I don't know. Regardless, it's cool footage. It is cool footage. Yeah. 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 We need that music on there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got in there too, and I was like, you know, drones usually usually have these FAA lights. You know, they're not they're not really allowed up there. Yeah, I also uh, sent you um, another link earlier. We, you we were talking earlier about the document documentarian who made that made the documentary about cow mutilations. And last week we were talking about the cow mutilations. Was it in Arkansas? And I had mentioned there were some in Texas, and I sent you the link um, to the to the cow mutilations that were happening in Texas. Same thing. Um, you know, animals weren't getting anywhere close to it. There was no blood found. Um, you know, the insides, some of the, the sexual organs had been removed, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, who, who knows what the agenda is there? Who knows? Because it's not like we don't, I mean, if we are that advanced, we do have a break with civilization, you know, they, they have the technology to do that. And yeah. who knows what the, what's for? If it's real, if it's real, if it's a psyop, if it's it's just weird that's happening now at this time again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was Christopher Mellon did a thing on his blog. Did you see that one? Nineteen fifty seven NORAD thing. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I did want to talk about that. So yeah, why don't, why don't we get into that one? So this one, he said that he did grab it from some other website. Um, although I don't see any issues with um, with the formatting, but it's basically a NORAD UFO flap that happened. Um, now, what I was going to ask are this is the same thing where all those UFOs appeared above the White House, right? Isn't that what this is about? I don't know if it's the exact same one. That, that it was, it was right that during was, that time, though. Was that 1955? Yeah, it was that. It definitely was around that time. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure if it was in 1957 when this happened because this is this is okay. Eisenhower. This is also during the Eisenhower administration. Yeah, was he buzzed? Was it was it Eisenhower? I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was him. Yes. All right, here it is. So that's a long one because they even because what happened was they got all the actual radio, um, the actual radio information from each tower how yeah they were they were tracking these they were tracking these things from canada if i don't remember if i remember correctly oh yeah norad yeah yeah they they tracked them over a large long distance they were 
you know, and they were varying between heights way too quickly and speed way too fast, something way beyond our technology at the time, probably even now. Oh, yeah. yeah so, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll read, read the intro. I mean, and on September 20th, 1957, a U.S. National Air Defense alert was called shortly after 3.05 p.m. Over the next half hour, U.S. radars tracked two or three high-speed supersonic hypersonic objects crossing two states, yeah, and Canada. The UFOs were radar tracked, moving at varying speeds from about 800 to about 19,000 miles per hour, and at varying altitudes from 50,000 to 135,000 plus foot altitude, which feats still cannot be duplicated today. The first UFO initially seemed headed straight towards the summer White House of then President Eisenhower. Mm -hmm. uh, the second UFO headed straight towards Strategic Air Command headquarters in Omaha, Nebraska in what was perceived as a threat trajectory potentially aiming for a nuclear knockout kill against the command and control center of the entire U.S. nuclear force. Another UFO joined it on a similar tra trajectory about 150 miles behind the first. SAC went on high alert, apparently launching nuclear bombs bombers toward Russia until the alert was called off when the last UFO disappeared before reaching SAC. So NORAD triggered a, U a White House alert with high-level meetings convened of the CIA, U.S. Air Force Intelligence, IAC Watch Committee, and the IAC Executive Session, which is the Intelligence Advisory Committee. Um, the director of the CIA Office of Scientific Intelligence, Dr. Herbert Scoville Jr., suggested that the UFO might have been a maneuverable Soviet cruise missile, but no such missile was in the Soviet inventory, as we now know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me... Of that one uh, interview I shared with you that was on Dolan, I have the book where we shot down, uh, you know, that monster UFO that, mm -hmm. that, that his hand melted through the metal when he got caught in New York. So this was very similar where we saw the trajectory coming. It was going to a U.S. base. We shot it down. Uh, these we didn't shoot down, though. So what happened, what I'm, what I'm talking about now happened after this. Um, so this like a this like a war. There's always been a war between our government because of nuclear technology and these others that are interested in keeping these uh, these weapons out of our hands or at least out of the psychopaths hands that we that run our government right and this is a great report it goes through the trajectory and you know for if you want to nerd out you can on this because it goes through every single base station which is a radar station tracking these objects one by one, how fast they're going, what their trajectory was, how high up they were, and it debunks the fact that these were, um, what do they call them, uh, radio anomalies or something like that. Right, right, right. And it's not because these UFOs transmitted code uh, on different frequencies. So if it was an anomaly, it would show up on the other base station, other radio station um, with the, at the same frequency, but it didn't. The each each radio station was was watching on a different radio frequency. So because it was it was it was caught on different radio frequencies, these were real objects that were being um, tracked. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff. You know, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Me too, man. I me too. Anytime it's there's a, there's yeah. hard proof like that, you know, it's a huge plus for the community. And it just shows like how 
this this activity and this secret is just so part of of this country and this empire. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's really in there. So them to be saying, "Oh, we have no evidence," it's just so annoying. It it drives yeah. me bananas. It drives me bananas. Well, you know, they they say that just so. Um, well, you know, they say it so they can, right? That way, people who are skeptics can go, "Well, the government, you know, says they're not real." You know, completely ignoring all the other proof that the government has given us that they are real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's a schizophrenic thing, and it drives everyone absolutely bonkers. Or it gives information for for like for us, like, "Oh, see, they have admitted," and then it gives inf- gives confirmation right. to others who say, "Oh, look, see, they denied it." Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's the per- perfect plan for the government. You know, I I hate. I hate I hate the government so much, but god damn are they good at, at sowing discord and causing confusion. They're geniuses, man. Uh Tom DeLong, you see this oh, one's a great story. Yeah, go ahead and play. It's a good it's a good clip. Yeah. I was yeah. I told, I was frustrated at that. Go ahead. Okay. He's on he's on the Steve O podcast. It's nature. So we gotta kind of confront it regardless, but it's very real. It's insanely bigger than you think it is. It's not just a few things in the sky. It's very, very big. I got brought over to Italy. Uh, some dudes with Italian um, intelligence in Vatican and UN, they were all there, went to military base, had these briefings, and they showed me a map of the Mediterranean. And what was happening was, is on the coast of Sicily, all these like apartments were like catching on fire, like a microwave, boom, some books, boom, like the fucking couch, boom. And so the government came in and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? So they quarantine the area, get everyone to leave. And they're going, why are things catching on fire? They detected, they detected these um, energy beams, energy weapons or something that were coming off of the way out in the ocean in the Mediterranean. So this dude gets, uh, he, he was a colonel at the time and he was in charge. Oh, what they looked out and saw were UFOs were out in the ocean fucking around. So the head of the UFO program and the head of the Italian Navy SEALs get on an unmarked civilian helicopter and just fly out to go see what's going on out there. As they're flying, a UFO pops out of the ocean and shoots their fucking helicopter down. I have the documents on the Italian intelligence letterhead. I talked to the dude, the two dudes I was in the meeting with that were on the fucking helicopter. I have pictures of the helicopter being chased by the UFO and all the damage that was done to it with some type of microwave weapon or something. And what they found out was that there were airplanes and other helicopters kind of in the area, but the UFO knew that those dudes were looking for them. It's like they can read their minds. It's like we have drones that fly around and listen to people's like cell phones and shit. They do it with thought, mm-hmm. you know, imagine in advance. Sure. Oh yeah. We don't need to listen to their phone. I'll just fucking point my dish yeah, <laughs> at yeah. Steve-O and I can hear his, Whoa, it's fuck. He's thinking of some weird shit, you know, like right, yeah, right, right. shoot him down, you know? So, um, it's, it's just absolutely wild. So the map they showed me of the Mediterranean, they go, these are all the hot spots of what's happening with UFOs just recently. And there was hundreds of marks, hundreds all over the ocean. There are just things happening everywhere. Oh, man. Oh, Tom DeLong. You're so <laughs> I know. <laughs> you read his books? He's got, I mean, they're not He's got, I, I have not read any of his stuff. Um, yeah, I just... So is he saying that he has the footage or the or the, the pictures or he's saying the guy he talked to had the has the pictures? The guy he talked to. No, wait, he said he he, he saw them. I, yeah, I, I that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to figure out because it frust he's so good at doing that where he goes, Oh, we have all this stuff, we have all this stuff, but nothing, you know, but you know, I know he was he was a big part of the getting the tic tac video released. But other yeah. than that, he hasn't shown us any of the quote-unquote proof that he's seen. 
or maybe right. he has. I have maybe he's not allowed to, or, or that maybe that's why he has those uh, those sources. Yeah, um, but right. I think he said he's the one who 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 has it. Here, right, right. That's not that far of a. I want somebody to clip intelligence letterhead. I talked to the dude, the two dudes I was in the meeting with that were on the fucking helicopter. I have pictures of the helicopter being chased by a UFO. <laughs> I have pictures. Yeah, so he's got it right. It was done to it with some type of microwave weapon. So what is so he why, showing? Right, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I was so. Fr- I was like, just show us the stuff. You can tell us all the stories you want, but right, if you don't right. follow up with pictures, no one's gonna give a shit. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. Maybe and it, this, but that kind of stuff plagues the UFO industry. I mean, uh, Luis Elizondo is the same thing. He says he's seen yeah. all this stuff. He has all this stuff. I can't show you until you buy our book or whatever his thing that he's doing is. I mean, that kind of, that kind of stuff bugs me to, to no end, you know, show us, show us what you've got. Yeah, don't, exactly. don't tell us what you got. That's nothing. I right. can do that. I can tell yeah. you, I Sasquatch is my roommate. You know, <laughs> if I don't tell you anything that it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got some crazy stories. I guess he, he went and just, met with all these people while he was writing his books. So I'm trying to think, like, why would he meet with these people anyway? Or maybe why, it, when it was him? why would they meet with him is the bigger question. I don't know. Maybe yeah. if you're like that rich and famous, you, you kind of have that pull. Yeah, and people are always asking too, is it because of to the Stars Academy? Um, you know, he was he did get funding. He did have on his board like many generals. Yeah. You know, um, now here's here's one about Arrow, uh, unfortunately, uh, the whistleblowers are going around Arrow and going straight to Cong- the congresswoman. Uh, Gillibrand, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Fitzpatrick and is the one that they're going around from Arrow. Fitzpatrick, yeah. And they're going right into, and it's because they don't trust him. And here's the uh, author, investigative journalist, Roth Coulthart. He's saying that this is happening. He's 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 close to this because he's with Bryce is able. He's close to Jeremy Corbell and, and George Knapp, who are, you know, are the ones who are lobbying to get this stuff out of the U.S. government. And, mm-hmm. you know, in protection, whistleblower protection. They set up Arrow. They got it funded. But still, it's being corrupted as usual. But I mean, my, my fear is it, it's amazing. And what we see right now is DOD doing everything they can to make that a complicated process. So they're still not making the public uh, website, the public-facing website available. They haven't approved it yet. Uh, so w- what's neat about it, though, Senator Gillibrand uh, is now directing people directly to her office. <laughs> so she just said oh, recently uh, that people can call her directly. So that's good. But the DOD needs to play ball. Otherwise, we're just. Oh, that guy's a newbie. There is a story behind that that I can tell you. Sure. I know there are whistleblower witnesses who have gone directly to the Congress and circumvented Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick's office because they don't oh, trust Dr. Kirkpatrick. Because by saying what he said publicly to the Congress is apprehended bias. He's indicated uh, an unwillingness to take the issue seriously. I think he should really be questioning whether he should stay on the job or not. Uh, um, the bottom line is there are a lot of senators and congressional representatives who have heard differently inside secure skiffs in the Congress from what Dr. Kirkpatrick is representing to the Congress in public hearing. 
Congress has heard evidence from witnesses about the program, about aliens. Yeah. Now it's Sean, it's, it's it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. Trust the plan. Well, I think really what I took from that is it just goes to show Kirkpatrick, his job is to lie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, which is such a, God, we really have no power as the American public. This, I mean, it sucks, man. How are we supposed to, how are we supposed to research and gain an understanding of our, of, of our universe when the whole job of the government is to lie to us about what's real and what's not? I mean, that kind of stuff bugs me to just no end. You know, what I you mean? know, like someone like you and I don't really need the government and many don't really need the government to like, you know, say, all right, this is what it is. but but we do. But but society does. Civilization does. The system does. That's the problem. You and I can have these, but it's not, nothing's going to change if the U.S. government officially doesn't acknowledge this. That's the problem. Yeah. You know? And 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 the, the problem I see it is the system is, is a problem and it needs to change. It can't just stay like this. It's, you know unsustainable as we can see it's, it's bankrupted us it's corrupted you know the government to the core because once you have something like this being so suppressed and so secret and and giving people so much power and wealth then everything else is game i that's why i believe you know if if someone else is doing it, why not i do it for this reason you know for whatever to go conquer the middle east and we just you know do 9-11 or you know to to uh to, to do a great reset let's do covid you know stuff like that so it it just breeds more of that if people don't mm -hmm. hold government accountable. Yeah, I, and we have a serious problem with that uh, here in the United, the United States right now is we're not holding our, our, our elected officials accountable as we should. Yeah. You know, they openly lie to our faces. We talked about uh, Trudeau last week, for instance, saying he never forced anyone to get a shot. <laughs> and he's gonna get he's gonna get away with saying that, even though it's a bold a bald faced lie that can be proven time and time again that that you know it's just absolutely not true. So it's you know it's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's, it's like these people have have immunity. And, you know, another one that, that that did the same thing was the head of uh, the teacher association. She was for lockdowns and did not want to open up schools. Now she went to Congress with this act that she was always for opening up schools. Like these people forget there's cameras on them and mics on them, and that you know the internet does not forget. I think you know, and I they I think they assume that people have a short attention span. Which I unfortunately we do. We've been brainwashed that way. I mean, that's the old paradigm, right? Yes, that's how they ruled this empire before, and that's how you know they had the media. We do have a two-week span. Our memory, it does. That's true, you know. But they're still running this empire on that basis. Like it doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, you know, we have all these tools to to remember way more than two weeks. Yeah, but but what I'm trying to say is people don't. I mean, how many, <laughs> oh, how many people are still talking? How many people are still talking about that? How many people? Um, once they came out, for instance, when they came out and said first, when they first created the vaccine for COVID, they said, okay, you know, this is 100% efficacy rate. Um, you'll, you won't catch the virus. You can't spread it. All this mm -hmm. stuff. They said that. Mm -hmm. And then they were saying, we never said that. And people were like, you know, even now you go on the internet and talk to these people and they're like, well, you know, most vaccines, you know, they don't, they're not supposed to get rid of the virus. Like, what are you talking about? Yes, they do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. So, yeah. yeah, people like you and me, we don't forget, and we have the internet, but most people, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They don't know that they actually literally changed what a vaccine is. Right. 
it went from something that that gives you immunity to something that what that basically that that matched the vaccine they were trying to give us exactly insane insane i wish well hopefully this show then does that job for people for people you know but then you listen to each episode and you'll forget <laughs> right i yeah. won't um Here's a great dash cam video from a, from truckers. It, it was on two trucks or so something of a UFO that went over. Did you see this one? I did. Um, I'm a little bit torn on this one, but actually, you know what? No. So go ahead. Do you want to describe it or I can describe it? Yeah, go ahead. So basically, it's dash cam footage of a, of a truck driver at night, and you see a pretty cool array of triangular uh, lights fly pretty close overhead, maybe... I think in the comments I saw someone had estimated maybe 200, 300 feet up. It's pretty close. So I'm was reading the comments because this was posted on Reddit, and I was reading the comments, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying, first of all, you know, the the footage is from like 2021 or 2018 or something. It's it's from a while ago, and it's been debunked as a um, crop duster, which makes no sense to me because it's obviously at night. Oh, and the original footage doesn't have that grain over it. So whoever re-uploaded this changed the date changed the date and added the film grain to it um so that obviously gets a lot of gets rid of a lot of credibility but it is it's it's flying really low at night which i don't know do crop dusters i don't do they crop dust at night no i don't think they do that doesn't make any sense where's the faa lights then how can it stop blinking like i have no idea um it is like you know and it but you know i didn't know that i didn't know that they put the grain and all that bull crap i mean yeah why so are you yeah you're on scroll down and if you look at some of those comments you can see what i'm talking about all right so i'm not saying it's a plane but it moves like one <laughs> uh where is it have you ever asked yourself no. no 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 scroll down to the next like top like uh what's that say crop du- i'm pretty sure it's crop dusting that doesn't I make any sense to me it's a thing and it looks like this but it's not again where's the FAA, faa lights and why are you flying a crop crop duster in the dead of night Right. I crop dust during the day in elevators. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, and someone someone in those comments had found the original footage and saw that it you know it was it wasn't original. I think that comment yeah, right there. Yeah, this- reposting his own shit from two years ago, but putting some kind of grainy filter over it. Here's yeah. a 10-minute video he promised. He also posted this two years ago, but it's not from last night and it's not from 2021. The time the timestamps is 2013. Okay, there we go. He does crap like this to get upvoted. All right, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Leave so, it, I, it, it's it's cool footage, but yeah, I don't think it's anything real. But I, yeah. You did share a lightning UFO. I don't, think, I don't think it's a crop duster. I don't think it's a crop duster either. Uh, twenty even you know making it in twenty thirteen is even cooler because then it's not it's not a drone you know or not yeah. at least what we know. But it looks pretty big. Um, yeah. Also, you did send me, uh, and this has happened before, by the way. So you sent me one that is a UFO that shows up, but then an electric arc happens between the UFO and some power station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen that happen before. This is not the first time. Um, okay. Where is that? Where is it? The UFO lightning. Here it is. There they show up. Boom. And it took out, took out the entire thing. They're yeah. still there. Though. They're still there. They still see them. Whoa! Let's see that again. It's really cool footage. Whatever it is, they show up. Oh my god! 
some electrical discharge happened between the craft and, yeah. and the power station and knocked out the electricity. Yeah, you have cars going off in the background. <laughs> yeah, some yeah, it, it leaves that that what's really interesting to me is that red glow that just shoots straight up. Because like an explosion, light doesn't go in a line, it goes, you know, it spreads out, right? And so the fact right. that it like is a straight line up is pretty pretty interesting to me. That was really cool, man. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, last and last, not but not least, um, James Fox did share this. La yesterday we spoke about the episode he was on that he spoke about um, that they found footage right of these guys from California went out to Area Fifty One, and he found he saw this image of a craft glowing. Now he shared this image. Sorry, he 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 saw a video of the, of the craft glowing, right? And this image he's sharing, he's saying, the footage Chuck Clark showed me circa 1995 was something like this, but further back, and it was video. At Logan Paul, was this at all what you saw? I know the VHS tape has significantly deteriorated since I saw it. So here's that image. This guy is a tree there or some kind of leaf. Well, that's but pretty it's a cool. Yeah, right. I've, seen, I've seen one like this before. Where it looks alive you know yeah well and that's really common amongst people who see ufos um where yeah it does have that kind of yeah it's it almost looks like it's it's alive or it, you know it's got jellyfish some, yeah it's got some like just strange moving glow about it like it look you know people have described them as looking like lava lamps at different times stuff like yeah that. yeah weird so I, I don't know where this image is from, but he's saying it's it's just like that UFO that they saw in that video. Right. Yeah, the video uh, we played last week, I remember now. Really cool stuff, man. Or we Lots talked about it, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Um, we might have linked it, too. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff to get to this week. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a lot that happened, a lot to talk about. And what are, we, uh, what are we doing next week? Next week is a big deal. We scoped out last, last night, we scoped out our CE5 location where we're going to be chilling to uh, next saturday night and uh yes, yeah we're gonna we're gonna, tr we're gonna we're gonna bring um flashlights and cameras and um you know do some do some praying some meditating and try and try and welcome some visitors to come see us yeah and we are we're playing it by the book we just like uh you know we don't we don't we are we are not just talking the talk we're walking the walk and we want to communicate directly with these beings and you know, we don't need to officially go through the U S government who obviously never wants to tell us anything and will never. So nope. it's up to us, the people, if we're really interested in this and, you know, and we want to see if it's real, you know, do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Greer's doing it, right? He is. And yeah. He no, is all the time. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We got a bunch of sideways glances from everyone we told we were going to do that, you know. But um, yeah, well, yeah. But all in all, we still. I mean, there's support there, right? I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. We it wasn't like, oh, come on, what's wrong with you guys? Like they they they're just letting us do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no one, no one, no one uh, made fun of us. You know, it was just kind of like, okay, you guys do what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah exactly. They know who we are, what we're about. So yeah. it's cool that we have that. So that, that should be an interesting. So we'll go record out there, um, and then on sun, the next day after uh, next week, we'll discuss what happened and may, hopefully there'll be clips we can show or maybe um, even audio clips. Yeah, that we can, that we can we share. Also, so you also said our, our guest was going to be next week too. Do we oh, wanna, so wait, we're going to bump yeah. that. 
Okay, so no, so wait a minute. So we'll have the guests, and at least we'll have a week to digest what happened on Saturday, and we can discuss it on the next okay. Sunday one. Okay. Right? So we'll do yeah. that. Okay, that sounds good. That gives me time to edit and cut stuff together, right. too. That right, right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we'll do. So, okay, so next week we will have a guest on the show. She's a, a family member, so um, with a, with an interest also in this subject. And, well, yeah, we'll find out. We'll ask her, you know, got her interested, what her opinions are. She has read so many books about this subject over the past decade so she's very knowledgeable should be that's a, awesome man interview. yeah be, be so good to hear someone else who shares an interest as uh, yeah where the, their thoughts are agreed agreed it's always nice all right so i mean yeah follow us on twitter everyone we're at up the podcast tofer is at at tofer it all tofer it um, all yeah and we're at we're on all platforms now you can find us everywhere so there's no excuse not to listen to us we're not only on spotify but we're on apple we're on google we're on you know all the other big ones and small ones um, and yeah uh we want to thank you all so much for listening again another shout out to Catherine for leaving us that great review feel free to give us leave us review guys uh we'd love to hear your thoughts and how we can improve you know we're we're open to you know changing the format um and doing things differently if that's you know what people want to hear Right, exactly. And we will do deep dives uh, every once in a while. So we are coming up with a new one uh, soon. Yes. Yeah, I sent you an idea for a deep dive, deep dive that I really want to do. do yeah, you know and those, those, are, those are always good, you know, just, just to change it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, awesome. Okay, I think that's it for me. Because you good? Yes, I am good. It's the end of episode 21, Rio. We're, we're on our way to, uh, to many episodes. You know, we, yeah. we're in our... We're in the 20s now. All right. It's Show's going by really up. fast. I yeah, can't believe yeah, yeah. I can't believe we're already at, at 20, 21. I well, know, right? <laughs> thank you all so much so much for listening to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. As always, that is Adam. I am Topher, and we'll see you all next week.